back everybody to talk of the now podcast with jason and gene jason how are you today doing well doing well just uh you know had a bunch of technical difficulties trying to use another computer and it wound up crashing it um so back to the old so got a little bit of a delayed video even with myself talking mm -hmm. i'm delayed so just uh you know it looks weird but it'll get across to everybody hopefully in the recording yeah um we're waiting on our equipment guy to uh we're waiting on a hedge fund um provider to get us some money <laughs> some VCs. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna, our, our main investor um yeah which is me by the way but i don't have yeah 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 okay well um this week you sent me a text and said that you were um did you had your 20 for the uh 80s favorite 80s uh movies of all time is that correct sir well, that is correct and it's uh 20 with five um you know honorable mentions so 25. oh you know what interesting yeah. you should say that because i did yeah. the same i made my list and now let's grant it this is not a um in stone list but it's a um no it's it's a list that i came up with and i'm gonna go with it now let me ask you this um mm -hmm. so if I, I did the same i did 20 top 20 and i did five honorable mentions wow. and my first question is, do you have visuals for each one or can you share? A I have visuals. I, I'm going to say I have visuals for 18 out of the 25. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But, um, if you wanted to, which I was going to do is for the ones that I have not bought yet, I was going to just share a screenshot of, uh, I don't know if ah. you could share a screen, but you could, I was going to share a screenshot of the ones that I didn't. So um, how about this? Do you want to do a countdown from 20 down to one for you? And then maybe next week or next time I'll do my 20. So, okay. um, and then at the end, do you want to do your honorable mentions first? Or do you want to do them after you do your top 20? I, I think I'm going to do my honorable mentions first. Okay. Well, you have the floor, Jason. So you just go for it. And I will, um, I'll give you, you know, after you give each one, I guess I'll give you a little of my thoughts on what you're picking there and what I think of it. All right. So 25, are we ready? This is uh, five of these are in the honorable mentions. Didn't make it in the top 20. Um, so number 25 is the last starfighter. Now this is an interesting one. I don't have a visual for this one. Um, for some reason I don't own it. I thought I did. Um, I probably own it digitally. Um, so this is a story of a kid who basically had no life outside of a trailer park that he helped out with and was a maintenance guy in this trailer park, uh, somewhere in California and plays this game, this video game called Last Starfighter, and it becomes a training program, and the real people come to show show up to come and train him, including uh, Robert Preston playing Centauri, and that was the last uh, film role for Robert Preston before he died. So, number 24, Romancing the Stone, another one I don't have a visual for. Um, that one uh, was basically... Just another 80s adventure movie. Um, and uh, I like that one a lot. Let's see. Um, hit, this one I do have a, a uh, visual aid of sorts for, but it's in the uh, Blu-ray of the Complete Saga. And that would be actually Empire Strikes Back. My favorite of all Star Wars movies. Ah. Barely made it into the 80s. Um, but I put that in as an honorable mention because it's not necessarily an eighties movie per se. It is, but it's not, you know, um, one of my other honorable mentions, which I have a weird boutique copy of number 22 is rad. Now rad was a BMX thriller movie. BMX was and freestyle bikes was big in the eighties. And I was into it, and this was a very cheesy movie that a company took the time to go back and restore frame by frame. Um, but it has Lori Laughlin in it, and uh, probably her first movie, or at least first movie as an adult. You can kind of see her in some of the pictures there. Um, anyway, uh, set set in a fictional town, which we, turns out to be it was filmed in Canada. 
And then let's see, my number 21, the last of the, we'll call them honorable mentions, is going to be in a multi disc combo Walmart grab. And it's the top one of this planes, trains, and automobiles. Ah. And that one is a good adventure movie, but it's also one of, you know, to me, John Hughes, funnier movies as well. Um, and it was, uh, you know, Steve Martin, John Candy, mm-hmm. one of the few Thanksgiving setting movies, actually. Uh, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. But amazingly enough, officer, there's the radio still works. Um, okay, so let me sorry. What um, I, I had a technical difficulty there myself. What was the um, yep. what was that that uh, honorable mentions again? Uh, Last Starfighter. Okay. Romancing the Stone. The Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. Rad. And planes, trains, and automobiles. Now, interesting. Empire Strikes Back is not an honorable mention in my complete movies best of all time. It's just for the eighties. Because there's so many movies. I would have thought that uh, Rad would have been higher up on your list. Interesting. Yeah, I know. And and I would have thought Empire Strikes Back would have been way, way, way higher up on your list. So, okay. I'm going to be interested to see what this 20 looks like. Like I said, it took a lot of time. And it's more just a, these are just 25 great movies from the 80s. So, it's not, it's hard to really rank it. Well, I mean, um, you know, and, and I wanted them to be your, you know, these are yours. So, yeah. And I've got different reasons, you know. Okay. So, so the next movie, number 20. So we're into the 20s is Three Men and a Baby. Interesting. Okay. Why? This, this one just hilarious. It's that one of those situational movies where people are thrown into a situation where these three guys, you know easily you know three of the three of the one of the i guess top like adult male actors of the 80s um are are thrust into this crazy situation of a baby being dropped off at their their apartment's front door and they've got to raise it um so it's just everything you can imagine going wrong with three bachelors trying to raise a baby um, trying to take care of a baby, and uh, interesting enough, obviously the the mother comes into play later, and then there's a sequel to this, Three Men and a Little Lady, um, not quite as good, but uh, Steve Gutenberg, you know, had to leave his uh, short circuit and Police Academy days, and Tom Selleck, you know, is Tom Selleck. There's you know Ted Danson, you know, of uh, Cheers fame. So yeah, that one is my number twenty. So now you've probably never heard, and it looks kind of silly and and a, and a little bit uh, uh, strange. This movie, the cover looks, but you can definitely tell it's an '80s guy. Number nineteen. Number nineteen. Campus man. I've heard of it. Campus man. Well, this guy is a, a, a collegiate diver, and his best friend, who is not an athlete. His business roommate and his best friend basically um, signs him up as a cover model for the man of the 80s for Image Magazine without his permission. And you can imagine the whole rigmarole that goes with that. So very set up, set in Arizona, I think at Arizona State University. Um, so just a very 80s movie. You watch it, I mean, the clothing the plot line and, you know, the fact that they're, you know, man of the eighties and, you know, it's this guy who looks like your typical jock from any eighties movie who usually mm-hmm. would play, you know, somebody like this would play a jerk in the movie, but he actually is a good guy. He just kind of gets, you know, taken down the wrong thing, but that's campus man. It took me a while to find that on DVD. He's, <laughs> so, a, good, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Right. Now let me find this one's an interesting one. And uh, number 18, say what you will about these movies, but I like the original of these. The Muppet movie. Ah, not the great Muppet caper, not Muppets take Manhattan, but the original, the Muppet movie. Okay. 
and it was just your typical live action Henson creation. Um, it just had everything in it. I like the others too, but you know, this one opens up Kermit singing. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? The rainbow connection <laughs> in these in the Oki Finoki swamp. Um, uh-huh. So I remember seeing that in the theater when I was obviously really young, like six. Um, so that one is number 18. Gene, for number 17, yes. shall we shall we play a game? You, you didn't give me a chance to comment on that last one. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the Muppet <laughs> movie, yes. What is the... Uh, what is your your take on that one? All right, first off, no judgments here. <laughs> well, there could be certain depending on if you had certain movies, but uh, I think that that was a good one. I, th- I think I would not have thought of that one. And again, it's everybody's experience when they look at these things and and they go through them. You know, there's a reason why that has a lot of meaning to you, and the reason why you like it a lot. Last week, right. I think that I mentioned that I like the movie Annie, and you're like, yeah, not for me. But right, so that's why I think that's a good choice. Anyway, go ahead. Number seventeen. So missed the lead in, but shall we play a game? <laughs> War games. War games. You know, is your typical eighties? Holy crap! We're scared of the Soviets movie. Um, typical Cold War movie where a, a computer, a kid breaks into a, the back door of the Defense Department's new computer through a game and gets it to launch a you know, missile strike on the U.S., the Soviets. Um, so as, as a was, kid, I had no idea what was going on in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of odd because it came out at a time when my dear and I were younger. Um, I knew what was going on, but I wasn't quite up on it. It just seemed weird. But it was really one of the first times I ever saw, like, the Internet, somebody calling in to a computer. Um, so very, very interesting. You know, he actually had to dial the number and then put the phone receiver onto the, the little speakers to be able to, the microphone speakers to get it to dial. So it was listening to the tones. Um, so very, very archaic, but amazing for the time. Alec, one of Ali Sheedy's first movies too. Um, Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that did well, um, in that Matthew Broderick, did a good job in that, you know, playing a whiny geeky boy, which is, you know, most of his roles. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, that, that sir is number 17. Well, I, um, I like that movie, um, in some ways it's, it's, I still find it to be kind of a weird movie, but it's, it was definitely ahead of his time. And by the way, we, I, we have not matched anything yet in our top 20, but we did match one with your, uh, honorable mentions. So carry on then. Okay. Number uh, number sixteen, I do not have a visual aid for, and that's Major League. Um, I don't own that one, um, but you know what kid that liked baseball didn't like that movie? You know, it was it was basically the calmer, you know, kind of Bull Durham, you know, more family friendly Bull Durham. Um, to me, <laughs> had that same kind of, but to me, more successful. To cinematically than Bull Durham was um just had the better cast and it was a lot more comedic and it was you know it didn't take itself too seriously interesting uh, you know just the whole idea of a team that's always stunk coming back and winning the pennant to spite the owner who's trying to move the team you know I mean who, who especially in the Atlanta area in the 80s um couldn't relate to that um a lot of a lot of good one-liners in that movie yep California penal. (laughs) Hey, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. Um, (laughs) I always like the one you may you may run like maze, (laughs) but you you hit like yeah. Um, so uh, let me look here. Number fifteen, believe it or not, I do not have a visual for, and that's sixteen candles. Ah, yes. Uh, I thought you owned that. I think I own it digitally. I, I for some reason don't own it on hard copy. Well, I probably should have to remedy that sometime when they come out with a massive John Hughes Blu-ray set. Um, but John Hughes, I mean, John Hughes directed, written, you know, movie set in 
imagine that Chicago. Um, and, you know, just writing the teenage struggle and the teenage mind so much better. Um, and, you know, one of the pioneers of having like funny stuff going on in the background while there's somebody talking in the front, uh, the foreground. And uh, basically the, the whole idea is um, Molly Ringwald's character turning 16, but her sister's also getting married on the same day. And the parents forget the birthday. Everybody forgets her birthday because there's other stuff going on. And it's that whole struggle of like, Dave, I think, you know, you want to say something to me today. You know, it's that whole thing. And plus she's in love with like the jock guy, but she's kind of the, you know, a little bit more shy than mirror person, which is what, you know, Molly Ringwald plays so well. Um, so I think that's one of, one of John Hughes greatest movies. It, it didn't really make mm. a lot of bad movies. Interesting. Um, so take. Yeah. I, yeah. I, my take on 16 candles is it's not on my list by the way, but I, um, Golly, you had to be alive in the 60s, <laughs> the 80s, to understand how much that was such a high schooler kind of movie. Like how yep. so many high schoolers just love that movie. And uh, the funny thing is that that's like a movie. To me, it's one of those movies that sort of it didn't really. If it was made today, it would be close to a rated R movie. I mean, it was PG. It would easily be a PG-13 movie by some of the scenes right. and some of the language in it and everything yeah but, it was it was a little more of his one of his more risque movies actually because john hughes tended to to stray from you know tended to stay away from the from yeah. nudity and all that stuff and it's the only one that really has like yeah big time nudity in it um yeah yeah and i mean it's got a lot of derogatory things that are said in it and just sort of crazy yeah yeah uh, <clears throat> but uh okay so let me ask you this who's your favorite character in that movie because I know who I think who mine is. I uh, know yours is probably Long Duck Dong. Um, no, 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 it's not Long Duck Dong. He's um, the funniest, though. I mean, Anthony Michael Hall in that one. I yeah, mean, yeah, I was going to say Anthony come Michael on. Hall. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat him in that movie. Nice John Cusack cameo in there, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's one of the geeky kids in the at the dance. Yeah. Now, well, okay, that movie first. was... Was that movie um, before or after... Um, Breakfast Club after, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. I, I just they all, they all they were all released like so fast and so together. It's hard to yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great, great soundtrack yeah. on that one, by the way. Oh, of course, he always had a good soundtrack. Yeah, it was a great soundtrack. The soundtrack was almost just as good as the movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He uh, John Hughes did a good a job of getting and John Hughes, you know, put a lot of artists on the map. Uh, putting mm-hmm. their songs in his movies he was very that good movie that. that movie one my, my other point about that movie is that it, it shifts so many different gears like there's parts of it yeah. where it's a really romantic movie then there's other parts where it's a complete hysterical comedy and then there's other parts yeah. where it's just like um you know like some sort of serious social undertone to it <laughs> it's kind right of interesting. right yeah again that's john hughes though you know he did yeah. that in a lot of his movies um all right, so are we ready for the next one? Number 14. Number 14. One of the only things we got out of Lucasfilm that was fairly big um, also starred um, one of my favorite actors of all time, Val Kilmer, and that's Willow. Ah, yes. Good old Willow. Willow came out, you know, in the midst of us going, hey, we want another Star Wars fantasy there. George and he said, "No, I'm going to give you this just straight up fantasy that's weird and nobody really knows about it." Um, but Warwick Davis is also one of his, you know, favorite actors too. Um, he's been in a lot of the Star Wars movies. He was actually Wicket, um, the most popular Ewok. Um, so yeah, just another good one. You know, Val Kilmer playing a a good action role. Um, a strange movie, but really well done. And obviously, you know, costume and set design and art direction, just phenomenal. It's a fun you know? movie. Yeah, it is a fun movie. So that's my uh, number 14. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can find the, yeah, there it is. <sighs> number 13. Inconceivable. Ah. The Princess Bride. 
This one was a, actually a, a novel that had been around for a while, and somebody took a chance chance on making it like a comedic kind of love story movie. I didn't know this. And um, you know, Andre the Giant, Carrie Elways, you know, all these people in this movie. Um, Mandy Patinkin, obviously being most people's favorite, uh, Inigo Montoya. Um, you know, and a good quotable movie. One that surprised me when I saw it in the theaters in the 80s. I was like, whoa, hmm. that was a really good movie. Uh, Fred Savage, you know, the whole it's all written around um, <laughs> um, his his grandfather, who's also a Columbo. Um, That's right. Reading him, reading him the story from the book while he's at home sick, um, reading Fred Savage the story. And mm-hmm. so it's like it's one of those stories within a story movies. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is a lot of the eighties. Um, I, I didn't even put Never Ending Story on my list, but it's kind of the same idea without transporting the the kid into the story. But you um, know, the yeah. thing about that, my thought on that movie is that it's one of those movies. I mean, I hate using this cliche, but it's timeless. It is timeless. That yeah, movie could I have agree. been made last year with the same plot and everything, and would have been just as successful. Yep. Right. You know, and rest in peace, Andre the Giant. You know, very lovable in that movie. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was hard for him, obviously, being typecast, being so huge. Um, but yeah, just very, very well done. The whole movie, just you know. Yeah, and, and I mean, he who who's the director of that one again? Or uh, this was uh, uh, Rob uh, Rob Reiner. Well, okay, that's Rob Reiner. He skirted the line really well on not being a too goofy of a movie. Like it comes close to, I mean, it comes close, but it doesn't go to that men in tights type of, uh, you know. No, and the place. thing was, yeah, you, you, I kind of, uh, I saw Men in Tights expecting it to be more like this, but not really thinking about, you know, the title being silly. Um, yeah. So it didn't go the Mel Brooks way completely, right? right. You know. Um, but yeah, so this one definitely is one of you know it was hard. Like I said, this list was hard because oh, there's yeah. a lot of them that are that are great. Um, all right, all so we're ready for number twelve. How are the number twelve? No, <laughs> number twelve. Yes, that's, that's another. Luke, sorry, that's another Lucasfilm it. movie that we uh, you know <laughs> try to forget. Um, so number twelve is actually the first DVD I ever bought. Um, I still own it. Okay, Roxanne. You, know, you don't have to put on the red light. Wow. Steve okay. Martin, Daryl Hannah, basically another retelling of Cyrano de Bergerac. Um, and, you know, a guy with a big nose tries to get the girl, but he's actually, you know, the other guy likes the girl and the girl likes the other guy. And he's having to basically put on the fact that he's that person. So it's a, it's a classic tale retold in the eighties in a Rocky mountain ski town. And, uh, you know, Steve Martin, just the scene in the bar where he bets the guy that he can come up with 20, 20 better insults for his big nose. And he just said to him, calling him big nose, is probably one of the best moments in cinema to me. 20 mm. somethings better is what he calls it. And just phenomenal. I mean, it's, you know, it's Steve Martin at his Steve Martin at his greatest, you know. Well, one of the things I was going to say is that that is another movie that's just a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's, you know, it's not a, there's no huge agenda with it. Um, it was just really well done. I mean, back in the day, that would have been a good date movie. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. I think I watched it on a date, actually, not in the theater, obviously, but still. Um, and that'll be enough of that. Okay. Um <laughs> So my next, my next one, number eleven is a. Um, I don't actually have the uh, original of this, so I've got the re- the redo, the second story, and it's. I'll cover up the bunk. Tron. <laughs> oh yes, good old Tron, um, a Disney classic. Yeah, a Disney classic that was way ahead of its time. Um, you know, Star Wars level way ahead of its time, honestly, with its visuals um, to the point where you expected it to be a, you know, a Skywalker sound ILM movie, but it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to a point, it kind of like says something about 
Disney's Imagineering at the time. Um, as much as I can be really twisted and mean and, and deceptive now, that was just some of their best work. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that Tron. movie, I, as a kid, I love that movie. I saw it on cable one time as a kid, and I was just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, another like deep dive into computer technology back in its infancy. You know? I was about to say, that was another one of those movies where you can kind of get an idea of people's fascination fascinations with computers back in the late 70s early 80s right um, and the thing that i mean i don't know if they've ever come up with a like the the whatever they called the little motorcycles that were in the game i mean that was light, one of the light cool cycles things. yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah that was one of the coolest things and they were very cool in the sequel by the way as well yeah they did and they had the old we had one of the old ones in there that was really neat i mean i don't know if the sequel did well but i actually kind of enjoyed the sequel no, I like the sequel. I thought I thought the fact that they they tied it enough to the original, really mm-hmm. interwove it with the original, and did a good job with it, and kept the same feel, the kind of dark feel, you know, mm. because it was a dark movie, you know, um, kind of along the lines of the Black Hole from Disney, which if you watch it, you're like, how is this even a Disney movie? Mm. Um, all right, so that's number eleven. Now, number ten, I actually don't have. A hard copy of and that's ferris bueller's day off ah yet another john hughes classic um, Ferris, you're my hero written in the hotel room while they were filming breakfast club actually um did not know that yeah they wrote it he wrote it in the hotel room he's like hey what do you think about this script to one of the friends like oh you're gonna make this into a movie right <laughs> you know huh. um you know there is a rumor that ferris is actually made up and didn't really exist and it's just a figment of Cameron's imagination, yeah. but I don't know if that's really true or not. Um, or if you, one. if you watch the movie, you can kind of put that, if you watch it with that kind of filter in your brain, you can kind of see how that happens, but you know, um, so that's, yeah, you had another John Hughes movie on my list. So. It does nope. make me laugh. That movie makes me laugh every time. Oh I yeah. It. It's, it's a great movie. Um, number nine. So now we've broken into the top 10. Top Number 10. nine, another Lucas movie, this time uh, with a Spielberg twist to it. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. The first okay. of the Indiana Jones movies. You know, these are packaged as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it's really Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was the first of them. It was, you know, the first of the adventure history archaeologist movies. Um, you know, later movies such as, you know, um, National Treasure did a good job of kind of having that feel, um, to it, but, you know, Harrison Ford in his prime, man, still making the movies, honestly. Um, we forget, we just like to forget about the, the, uh, fourth one. I haven't seen the fifth one actually. Um, so, you know, this one to me is you know true to the thing like hey we're gonna try this idea out and see if it works and and so it gets my vote number nine yeah that's a good one and it's the only one of the three that's in my countdown yeah even though i like the other two i just you know i couldn't give everybody a number i mean come on interesting um all right so i have more to say about that one but that's a good one you do well, that's okay. Though. I just I'll save it for mine because it's on my list. I'll I'll okay, it okay. right there. All right. So, uh, number eight's the movie my mom warned me about before we went to go see it with I went to go see it with Dad that somebody dies in it. Top Gun. Top Gun. You know the Cougar. You know, <laughs> Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeehaw! Jester's dead. Sorry. <laughs> slider. You stink. Um, yeah, great nicknames in that movie. Oh, my gosh. Just all over the place. And, you know, another one with Val Kilmer, you know, playing a great role. Uh, very understated to me, I think, as Iceman. Um, but uh, just a well-done movie. Um, but another one that almost didn't get made if you watch the movies that made us on that streaming service with the red in. Um, uh-huh. It's on there, and they talk about how it was just a – feet to try to get it past the executives and it's so funny how some of these movies that we think of as iconic almost never got made was that um, one of uh, Burkheimer's first movies yep it's the one uh, Jerry Bruckheimer Don Simpson movie uh, Don Simpson died 
Um, uh, interestingly enough, in case you didn't know, Don Simpson actually played one of the race car drivers in Days of Thunder later on, another movie. Uh, he played Aldo Benedetti, a fictional race car driver in that movie. He only has like one line, but that's Don Simpson, one of the fellow producers with Jerry Bruckheimer. And, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer was the master all the way up into the 90s of the summer blockbuster movie. You know, that's true. Movies that aren't going to win too many awards, but are enjoyable and you can escape into them and you can have fun. You know, that that, <clears throat> yeah. that was a lot of the 80s, though, right? That was a lot of the 80s. That's how we escaped. We didn't I got to say, I got to say, my, this is just my personal opinion. But, and I know, you know, you, I mean, artistic interpretation, whatever. Um, right. I don't know if there was a bigger bummer than seeing Goose. Sorry if this spoils it for anybody, but see, seeing Goose die in that movie. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just remember being a kid saying, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's what my mom warned me about. She's like, yeah. now son, because she knew I was an emotional kid. So, um, but yeah, they do. And then in the sequel that they just came out with, I mean, talk about a great movie again. I just was like, wow. I still got to see that one. I mean, it's just... It, well done is the word I say to them. Well done for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took forever to come out, but it was just—it's just a movie that's fun again. You know, like Hollywood can make a fun movie again. Exactly. Um, all right, so that's number, number eight. Number seven. <sighs> I'm writing one these Patrick, down, by the way. Sorry. One of Patrick Dempsey's first movies. One of them. Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Can't Buy Me Love. The lawn boy helps out the cheerleader and gets popular from it. I need to watch um, that one again. I mean, just a great movie. Um, Patrick Dempsey, when he started his race team, Dempsey Racing later on, he had a shirt that had the lawnmower outline on it, the van from <laughs> With Honors, and then the new race car. So he's like, all my vehicles, basically. I just thought that was really well done. Um, but yeah, just a classic, you know, eighties, I mean, eighties hair, eighties sets, eighties, you know, another one set in Arizona. I was about Um, to say, this kind of reminds me, like there was this weird subgenre of the eighties and I don't know if you call them like goofy comedy romance stories. Like, um, the, the, the one that always confused me with this one was, um, which for some reason I don't know why it would. And what was that called? Just one of the guys or another one of the guys or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like similar to that one. And uh, there's another yeah, one. Yeah, there are a lot of those. There are a lot yeah. of those movies. They're very even similar. Soul Man, which is not B. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right, so I had to make a last minute switch. Oh, oh, okay. look out! Um, my number eight alert. or my number my number six. I mean, uh-huh. my number six uh, was Mystic Pizza. Good movie. Um, Julie Roberts' first movie. She actually got the job because she worked at Mellow Mushroom Pizza in um, um, Smyrna, Georgia. Um, So she got the job because it's, you know, centered around a pizza joint. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the rest is history with her. Um, she, She opened that insanely huge mouth for her face. And, you know, the rest is history. So I switched it, though, because I thought, no, no, no. I'm missing one. I'm missing a Henson classic, Labyrinth. You know, Labyrinth. Okay. And this is the, look at this. Look at that. Bought from Blockbuster Video. <laughs> Another um, Jennifer Conley movie, too, huh? Yeah, her first. Um, and, you know, fell in love with her then. Still in love with her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me ask you this. Why Why would you rank this one higher than Willow? Just out of curiosity. I just think it was better done. Okay. I think it was a, a better done movie all around. I need to watch um, it again. Yeah. Very dark. Very dark. Um, not as dark as The Dark Crystal, um, which is not on my list, um, but still a dark movie. Um, in, there's huh. so many undertones in it about just a lot of things, but it's also just, uh, you know, Jim Henson's creature shop did a really good job with it. Um, anyway, so that's labyrinth. You, you remind know, me of, you were... remind me of the babe. What babe, babe with the power, what power, power voodoo, voodoo, you do, do what? Remind me of the babe. Yes. Um, 
just a great movie. Um, I actually went and saw it on its anniversary um, showing in the theater again. That was really cool. Okay, number five. All right, number five is the first of two Savage Steve Holland movies. Now, Savage Steve Holland didn't do a lot, but was just kind of one of those crazy guys that are like, hey, let's do that. In fact, so crazy, he called this one One Crazy Summer. Oh, John nice. Cusack and Demi Moore. Uh, uh, it's got to be one of her first ones. And this is about a kid going up to his grandmother's house up in, I think it was... I think I want to say it was Nantucket. Yeah, the island of Nantucket. And it's just the craziest thing. It's got Bobcat Goldweight. I mean, that alone shows you, you know, what it's, I mean, it's not going to take itself seriously. I got to rewatch that one again. This one was just great. And of course, Gene, if you want to borrow any of these, you can. Um, But uh, yeah, this one just, I haven't been able to find it on Blu-ray and it's just that obscure. Uh, but I just happened to find it in one of those crazy bins at a Walmart a long time ago. It's like $5 movie. So I was like, no way. So it's even the old school flip open like this DVD, oh, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, this is just a great one. Savage Steve Holland. Just it's a crazy movie, you know, borderline in some places. Like it could almost go to be a little more R rated ish, but it never does. So mm-hmm. that is number five. Number four, we get into one of the larger movies. Now, this is the the double pack, so please forgive the number two of these. Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters. Okay. To me, it doesn't doesn't get much more 80s movie than Ghostbusters. I feel like they Um, were having a draft here or something. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. Um, You know, (laughs) I mean, Ivan Reitman... I mean, just, I mean, what do you say? That cast is just, it's just crazy, you know, and it got everybody interested. Ooh, I want to go, and it spawned a cartoon series on Saturday mornings. It even spawned this one, mm-hmm. which we try to forget. Um, you know, and it spawned the new one, the newest one that came out, which was actually a good movie, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We forget, the, forget about the one with the female cast. Um this is the one, you know, with Paul Rudd did a great job in it. It's a good homage. It's a good, um, you know, it's a it's, it's a good send off to Harold Ramis too. Rest in peace. They did a good job uh, of an homage to him. Uh, it had me in tears in the theater, honestly. Um, but um, just a great movie. Great, you know, Ray Parker um, Jr. Ray Parker Jr. put him on the map. I was actually um, going to mention that and say, again, going back to you had to have lived in the eighties to know how much that song was on the radio all the time. And, you know, before that, Ray Parker Jr. was, you know, with the band Radio, and he also did the song, I'm in love with the other woman. You know, that song, you know, great, great stuff, but really kind of a rock soul kind of guy along the along the kind of Lionel Richie style, but that move, that, you know, movie put him on the map. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're into my top three. Here's the podium, all right? The top three, the bronze medal, goes to one that I actually don't have a hard copy of, and that would be Pretty in Pink. Okay. My, one of my, my favorite John Hughes movies. Um, yeah, you don't have a copy yet. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Um, I thought I did, but I guess not. Um, I think I'm waiting to buy that on like a Steelbox Blu-ray or something um, when it comes out. But anyway, so Pretty in Pink, to me, obviously, it's the reject in high school gets the popular preppy guy imagine that plot um obviously put the uh, psychedelic furs on the map um with that song with the mm-hmm. title song for that um and just a great soundtrack all around um as all of john hughes movies are but you know, just a great great movie um, that movie has some parallels it could almost be a sequel to 16 candles i mean it was yeah like, in a way i mean it, it kind of had i mean because he you know he recycled a lot of the same cast too yeah but ducky um, sort of steals the show in a lot of way that character oh gosh yeah john crier john crier i mean he kind of you mean, could tell he gave it a his all in that role john crier interacting with uh andrew dice clay in that movie um you know annie potts as the record store manager lady. Um, just 
so many over the top great actors. And, and again, you got John Hughes going different. He's got three, four different gears there. He's going into ro- romantic, comedic, and then there's a yep. serious undertone of social, you know. Undertones. Yeah, there is. So um, it's very interesting how he worked those. Yeah. Um, even the guy who played the dad, who's now uh, dead, I, I don't remember his name, but he oh, you know, yeah, did yeah. a great, great job. He always played his dad in Red Dawn, too. Um, you know, which is not on my list, which, dang it, I forgot about that one. Um, Another but, uh, yeah, you, I really needs to be a top 50. Um, <laughs> but, uh, with, you know, another 20 honorable mentions on top of that, because there are just so many movies, you know, back to back to back in the 80s. All right. So. Silver medal. Number and this two. is again, this is again, just me. I mean, some of these could be switched around in, in order. All right. Number two, another John Cusack movie, a very um, kind of understated. Uh, off the wall kind of movie. Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit. Interesting number two. Hot Pursuit. 80s Why? movie. Set in the 80s. Just a frustrating, keeps missing somebody, like almost gets to them and then something happens movie. Just a great plot. A great kind of sleeper movie. He's basically trying to join his girlfriend and her parents on a vacation, but he can't go because he's about to fail science class, chemistry class. But the professor, you know, lets him do it anyway, lets him go anyway, but it's just a little late everywhere he goes. So it's just the whole chasing down that whole thing and all the other drama that goes with it without giving it away to anybody. Great movie. Great movie. Just like I said, it, no critical review, you know, nothing, you know, interesting, whatever, when it came out, but it was just one of those ones that surprised me. I don't know if I've seen it more than once. Maybe I need to watch it again. Ben and Jerry Stiller, you know, um, one of Ben Stiller's kind of first movies, I think. Um, <clears throat> and and their interesting role in that. So that's my number two. So the silver medal. Interesting. All right, drum roll. And if you haven't figured out what my number one 80s movie is yet, Gene, you don't know me that Howard much. the Duck. Come on, Howard. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Because truly, I'm sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. Oh, better off dead. Better off dead. It doesn't get more 80s off the wall. And yes, a savage Steve Holland film. Just total crazy one-liner movie. I mean, silly, silly movie. You know, made everybody and their you know brother want an old 60s Camaro. Um, oh yeah, I love that Camaro is my favorite car. Yeah, basically the hideaway headlight, you know, Camaro is just amazing. Um, you know, your typical geeky guy challenges the jock over a girl, you know, but there's another girl trying to help him out, and you can just kind of see where that goes. Just a great movie. Um, in this movie, there's a lot of songs that sound like artists that we know, but they're not. Except for Van <laughs> uh, they, Halen. Right. Obviously Van Halen. Yeah. Everybody wants some, but really other than that, it's just one guy that did all these movies and you'd swear like Durant Duran was doing a song. You'd swear somebody, but it's not, he's just trying to sound like him. Uh, um, so just a very good movie, a very good eighties film. That's my list that I could come up with. Obviously along the way, I've forgotten about some. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, but, you know, if we pared it down to even more like to categories of movies during the 80s, it would be easier. I'd probably put some different ones in there. But just as a general list, that's my top 25. Interesting. Yeah. Better off dead your favorite one. OK, so um, here's a few thoughts. Oh, You're boy. clearly a John a Cusack fan. Um, <laughs> well, I just think on your it, list a lot. Uh, well, you could throw a rock in in the 80s movies realm and hit john cusack you know um yeah. you didn't have to say anything on there that's interesting for good reason i, hate I didn't i haven't seen that movie actually it just it was depressing um oh, okay. to me interesting. Um, interesting yeah um okay so i'm looking at your list here and i wrote everything down and <laughs> i've got my i mean see the disadvantage for you going to bat first is I get to see your I get to see your hand and 
and rethink my list over the next week. Um, Should have thought about that uh. as, I, <laughs> as I go through, uh, just to see if I want to add or delete anything. Uh, um, I don't really think so too much. Uh, we had a few, and I won't mention. I already mentioned one, but I won't mention any others. We had a few um, uh, doubles, not many, honestly. Yeah, uh, which is good. That that shows you how well we know movies that you can have a bunch that are that I'll probably like yours too. I'll be like, oh, that movie. Oh yeah, that movie. You know, that'll be me. Okay, my okay. So here's my surprises for you on yours. Um, What's that? I was surprised to three, see three men and a baby. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to see the Muppet movie. Um, yep. A little surprised to see uh, Major League. Um, really? A little. Um, a little surprised to see. Let's see. Most other thing, you know, Tron, no surprise. Uh, Raiders, no surprise. Top Gun, no surprise. Um, right. Maybe a little surprised to see Ghostbusters on there. Um, I didn't know you were really? as much of a fan of that as as you are. Okay. I mean, I was um, more of a fan then. Um, than I am obviously now, but I, I yeah. think yeah, I think just for reasons of the fact that it was an influential movie on me in the eighties is mm-hmm. when I was really more. That's kind of how I filtered this list out a little bit because I could have okay. literally I could have a hundred on this list, you know. So, yeah, well, yeah. Um, well, my filter was the twenty is it's it's revised because I didn't go by what would my twenty list be if it were nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety five. I just kind of did. You know, looking back on my own retrospective and what I like now and what I like then, kind of, you know, doing putting it all in the pot and stirring it up type thing, what, whatever. Because there's a few right. on there that I would not have been a fan of in, say, 2004. Um, so, uh, yeah, Pretty in Pink. So, top five was One Crazy Summer, Ghostbusters, Pretty in Pink, Hot Pursuit, and Better Off Dead. I'm not surprised Better Off Dead is your number one. I am I am surprised that a few did not show up on your top 20, I'll be honest. And that includes, yeah. I'm a little surprised that um, um, Back to the Future was not in there. I'm a little surprised, but maybe you're not as big of a fan as I am. Um, uh, no, I am. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I told you there were some obvious ones that, that failed me, and I, that was one of them. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, maybe you could revise it at some point. Uh, let's see if there was any others that may not have been there that I would thought had made it. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, you, you kind of mentioned it, but I was a little surprised you didn't throw um, Last Crusade in there because that's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, well, honestly, putting Raiders of the Lost Ark in there was kind of my vote for all three, if right. that makes sense. Because I, you know, I don't want to, I didn't want to put too many of the like series of things yeah. in there. I mean, I understand that. I mean, it is, it does kind of make for a boring list. I guess if you said like right. my top three movies are return of the Jedi empire strikes back and star Wars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess that, you know, or the Lord of the Rings, that's my top three movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you almost want to say you just throw the whatever trilogy or your top favorite two of that one. So right, you and, just throw mom under the train. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I may, might be a little surprised you didn't throw footloose in there. Um, yeah, you know, I thought about it. I did. Yeah. Um, wasn't even an honorable mention though. So that's interesting. Well, again, I, this list could really be 50 to a hundred long. Um, that's a, yeah. And you didn't throw really Uncle Buck easily. in there. I don't know if you had one. Did you have a, a uh, John Candy movie in there? Yeah. Plane trains and automobiles. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah. Oh, Gene, I forgot one great outdoors. Holy oh. crap. Another, uh, another timeless one actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, all those, they're all John Hughes movies. Those, you know, Uncle Buck, mm-hmm. Great Outdoors, all John Hughes. So, yeah. you know, you could throw most of those into the same boat. Um, I was trying to, okay. Some, yeah, and you know, and looking at your list as well, um, I was trying to think if you threw in, I thought that, like I was going to say, if you're going to have sort of a B movie that most people would be like, What? Uh, rad might have been that movie had you put it in the top 20 but i didn't really see you know like a cult following type movie um yeah uh, your closest you got i think in your top 20 might have been war games yeah but that was a fairly successful movie was it okay yeah cinematic maybe maybe uh hot pursuit maybe that was kind of a yeah, that was kind of that was kind of a fell between the cracks movie, is what I call that one. Yeah, yeah which which came really high on your list, by the way. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, I'm just giving you a little an analysis here. What I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, campus man that might be sort of a. I don't know if yeah, that was that a big blockbuster. No, it was not. Okay. But when I just thought about '80s and I thought about the aesthetics <clears throat> of a movie, that one came into my mind, and I was like, I wonder if I have. Oh, I do have that one. Mm-hmm. You know, that was also kind of my filter too. What I had as kind of a. I let that be my a little bit more of a kind of a chiseling down. Mm-hmm. Because again, the list could be <laughs> It's hard to chisel easily. down, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, you you had as your um, honorable mentions: Romance in the Stone, Rad, um, Empire Strikes Back, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. What was your fifth one? Uh, what was that? Um, Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter. Now that would that would that's a that's a Cole Pollard movie. Yeah, great movie though. Great movie. Yeah. I need to watch that one again. And you've also given me. Um, You've also given me some movies to go back and watch to see what I think yeah. of again. And again, Gene, if you need to rent from me, you can rent anything <laughs> you want. And you people, re- and you people on the other end of the, the other end of this microphone just doesn't don't know how true that is for Jason. <laughs> um, okay, wow. So I'm, I uh, yeah. This is one of our longer podcasts, by the way. Well, that's okay. Um, we had a few uh, technical difficulties, so it'll be spliced together. Hopefully, they won't <laughs> be spliced together. Weird. Yes, um, pay no attention. That's why I couldn't change my shirt in you know in a minute because be like everybody would know. Um, so all these movies, um, are there any that? So this is your top twenty. Are there any that you're hoping to um, get on Blu-ray or get a better type of deal sometime soon? You know, I, I don't. I don't really buy much anymore, so it's yeah. it's kind of hard. Um, I'm still looking for that boutique copy of Red because the one I have is a DVD. Um, but that one's like a $50 movie. So I was like, yeah, you know, uh, gotcha. um, you know, the lack of disposable income right now, kind of, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> you know, like I said, I mean, I, I would like to get like some of the more visual movies like labyrinth, um, Tron, those kind of things that have been remastered. Have they updated those. better off dead or you still have to get the, the dinky first time they ever issued. Yeah, you do have to get that. Yep. So they've, they've never done any type of special editions, huh? Not that I know of. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm not going to do some research. They may have, you know, there might be a Best Buy exclusive, you know, in that tiny little movie section at Best Buy or something like that. I like it, Jason. I like that top 20. It's going to be a lot different than mine, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, but that's, a, it, that's how it should be. We're two different people. You know, I mean, I think, yeah. Well, I think, I think we may have only had three matches, maybe two. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, maybe two or three <laughs> matches include well, maybe four with the um, honorable mentions, but that's about it. Um, well, I did think a lot harder on this list than I normally would. So yeah, you know, again, there are some that I obviously missed. Um, uh-huh. hey, speaking I, of missed, did you know your favorite movie was in the uh, Fathom events this week? Oh, really? Um, they had they had american graffiti's 50th anniversary oh, american graffiti this week yeah. oh yeah that would have been cool to go see it was in there last night and uh on the 28th i think which i, I thought about but i was like whoa didn't know that was out there until somebody i'd heard about it so i know well anyway they, they might be having a 50th anniversary edition i think come out or something who knows all right well jason uh we'll, we'll uh, wrap it up on that one that's a good list all uh right, folks hopefully, hopefully next- uh Hopefully we wowed you people with our, our movie choices. <laughs> and remember, right. as always, like and subscribe. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right, Jason. See you. All right now. Bye.